promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by the General Building Contractors Association. This is the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast, bringing you more of the interviews and stories from the Growing Greater Philadelphia radio program. Now, here's Matt Cabry. So folks, welcome into this edition of Growing Greater Philadelphia. It's great to have you listening in to this fantastic radio and podcast program. And I want to start out by sharing what I often think is something that we take for granted. We walk into a building. It could be a hotel. It could be a mall. It could be someone's home. And it sometimes will stand out for us, but sometimes it's that type of thing that really we take for granted. And that is the flooring of a building. It can really pop and it can really welcome you in. And I want to use this as a segue to welcome in our guests of our program today. We have Kristen Smith and Angelique Hunter. They're a mother and daughter duo who are part of the Smith Flooring Company. And it's great to have you, Kristen. Thanks, Matt. Nice to be here. And Angelique, thank you for joining us so much. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for having us. So, Kristen, I want to start with you. And I want you to take me back to the 2004-2005 timeframe. Because if I understand it correctly, Smith Flooring really launched around 2007. Actually, it was 2006. It was June 13, 2006. And I know it because I have to document it on all of our all of our documentations Legally, so that was I, the date. I love that you know the date precisely because oh, yeah. uh, I'm a big fan of dates as well. Mm-hmm. They are milestone moments in our lives. And right. clearly, June 13th of 2006 was a milestone moment in your life, in your husband's life, and in Angelique's life as well. That's true. Absolutely. That's true. So it was June of 06. Take us back to, I'm going to guess, you know, June of 05 is mm-hmm. probably when those wheels started to turn around. Should we do this? Should we launch our own venture? And where and when and why and how? So right around 2005, my husband and I started talking about actually starting a company. Mm-hmm. And so we set up in the basement a small company and thought about how we would make it work and started getting things like cabinets and desks. And as it would turn out, a friend of his dad's was leaving commercial flooring in the Philadelphia area and said to us, would you like to take over my book of business? And of course, you know, we jumped on it, didn't know how we were going to do it, which I guess is what entrepreneurs do all the time. Sure, I can do it. Right. And so after that, he helped us actually for about a year, get up on our feet, get our legs straight. And he retired, and from then on, we had an office in the basement. Around 2006, when we started the business and incorporated, I left my job in corporate and came to work with him. And it really, I don't know if you can believe in divine intervention or miracles or whatever. Sure. I had earned my MBA by that time. And I had always worked in every function of business. I went from like the mail room to like the boardroom. Right. I literally sat in each of those functions. And so I knew business. And my husband has always been a floor layer. And so he knew the field. He knew the guys. He knew, you know, personalities, behaviors, how to get people, motivate people to do jobs. And so it just was not only a good marriage for us personally, but a good marriage in business as well. And one of the things I'm really hearing, actually, is timing. Yeah. The timing here connected on so many different levels. Mm -hmm. You had just completed your MBA. You had been thinking about venturing out onto your own to create your own husband and wife team company. 
And then you get this phone call from a colleague who says, listen, I'm transitioning. Do you want to buy our book of business and I'll work with you for a while? And that lineup had to be, you know, really inspiring and the catalyst that really calls you guys to say, let's do it. That's right. And, you know, in business, we always say that you always have to be prepared for that next opportunity. And it just happened that, you know, all ducks were in a row. And we were really prepared to do it. And I want you to talk with us a little bit about the engagement you had with the gentleman who came to you and said, listen, I'm looking to sell my book of business. That's To me, that's really unique in that you had almost a mentor in a way, although certainly your husband, Jim, an experienced professional in the flooring business, knows what he's doing. But the business side of this is a little bit more of a challenge. And to have somebody who can help guide you for 6, 12, 15 months or so had to be really beneficial. Priceless. It really was priceless. And here's the kicker, too. We're MBEs. Not only are we a woman-owned company, but we're a minority-owned company. Mm -hmm. And so for minorities in the construction field, it's pretty tough. The barriers are there already, you know, just being an industry where if you're not familiar with it, no matter who you are, you're going to have a tough time. But to be a minority and never have that, say, prior family history about the industry, it's really tough to get in. And so what he did for us, what this family friend did for us, was help us navigate all of those things that we never would have figured out right. by ourselves. All those unknowns. Oh, that, gosh. You'd never know what you don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So take me back a little bit further to your kind of roots, if you will, because I know from our conversation that you are proud residents of Delaware County. We are. In the beautiful neighborhood of Booth Wynn. Yep. Is that where you were born and raised? I was not. I was born actually in Newark, New Jersey. Nice. Lived in downtown Philadelphia for most of my young years and moved out to Delaware County. My mom did sometime right around my middle, maybe middle school age. Yep. So. And I love that you established Smith Flooring, mm-hmm. not only in the basement of your home in Booth <laughs> Wynn, but eventually grew and evolved. And now you have an office and facilities in Chester, Delaware County as well. We do. It's not that far. And you know, it's interesting that my husband and I always knew we were going to be entrepreneurs. If I can take you even back further, yeah. I'll tell you the truth. I think we both are stubborn in that we hate to take instructions from anybody and so we can never work for anybody else right but even more than that i think entrepreneurs know they're going to be entrepreneurs early on i had one year of maybe two summers of my life when i was about eight years old i had a bike and i got on my bike and i sold flowers door to door cool ask me why just to get bubblegum money yeah you know just something to do in the summertime i had comic books i turned in the back and they said oh sell flowers. And so I think from those early years, I found out that, hey, I can determine who I am in this life and how much money I can get for bubblegum, <laughs> to right, buy bubblegum. Right. Yeah. But actually, Kristen, I hear a lot more than that. Sure. I hear more than just, you know, your inspiration is really being driven. I think my observation is you're goal-oriented. You, yes. you like to set a goal for yourself and you set about a plan to accomplish it, whether it's selling right. flowers or starting your own company. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of who you are. And that's really what an ingredient of a really great entrepreneur essentially needs to be. That's true. I think for both of us, for James as well, but you're right. As soon as I put my eye on something and I really want something because I'm a believer, going back to what I believe and what I stand for, that I can actually do anything I want to do. Yeah. You know, and if I don't get it done, I'm going to go around and find another way to get it done. And if I don't get that done, I'll settle for something, maybe a little less, but I knew I reached for whatever it was that I wanted. 
Something tells me you set a goal extra very high. high. Very yeah. high. So then you settle for you yep. know what you Shoot really for are shooting stars. for. Yeah, yep. that's perfect. So, folks, we're talking with Kristen Smith. She's president of Smith Flooring, and she and her husband, James, started the company just over 12 years ago out of their basement in Booth Wynn. And now they have offices in Chester, Pennsylvania, as well as an office in West Philadelphia at the Enterprise Center. Yes. Congratulations. That's a great spot. Thank you. And I want to bring into the conversation the second generation of Smith Flooring, Inc., and that is Angelique Hunter. And Angelique, I want to bring you in because I know you focus on the marketing and communications part of the family business, but something that your mom, Kristen, just shared with us is that she's pretty stubborn and she's pretty (laughs) focused. Would you agree with that? Not to put you on the spot. Yeah, don't get me in trouble, Matt, but (laughs) she's definitely the driver in this whole operation. So take us back to your inspiration because you grew up in this environment, clearly, and my sense is you saw this unfolding in front of you Mm -hmm. as a young person. Now you live in Philadelphia. You started out your career in the fashion space, and then you shifted gears. Share with us a little bit more about that experience. So in hindsight, I think I was the first Smith Flooring secretary yep. in high school. I that's would come way, home from school. That's the way good family businesses exactly, work. Exactly, yep. And I'd answer the phone like we were in this big office, and we were just like in the basement of our house. And I went off to college, chased after my passion of being in fashion. I thought I was going to be the next Beyonce stylist. Yep. <laughs> or, you know, I really wanted to style movie sets and costume. Ended up doing television, styled for television. Yeah. And I loved it. Went into marketing. Yeah. That didn't really work out. And I was too stubborn to ask my parents to take me back. And then my mom said, we really need a really good marketing branch. And I think you'd be great for it. And I came back on about two years ago. It's great that she opened that door for you to be able to say, yes, I do want to make this shift. Thank you for that opportunity. And Mm -hmm. I do have to say, you shouldn't be so hard on yourself, Angelique, because you really delivered on your vision of working in the fashion space. Yes. You know, it's not something to dismiss that, you know, you worked in the world of television and were successful at it and decided to shift gears. Yeah, I had a dream job. Right working as a stylist at QVC. And I did that for a while, and that was great. But getting back to kind of like our roots and working with the family business has been amazing and so fulfilling. That whole spirit of entrepreneurship is clearly in your DNA. Yes. And I love that you were around it as you were kind of in your formative years, if you will. Talk with us a little bit about how you describe Smith Flooring. When you're talking with friends or family and they say, so Angelique, what's going on? What are you doing? How do you describe for them what your role is today? It's sometimes difficult because a lot of people, they remember going to school with me and like my parents being young entrepreneurs. Right. And so... Everyone thinks small business, so it means that you must do small business, but we're a small business that does big business, if that makes sense. Sure. And so I tell people that I'm the creative there, and we all wear so many hats, but I pretty much tell people second generation commercial construction because we've reached outside of flooring at this point. If I can say something, I I think... Angelique really doesn't give herself much credit. I think, just as I said before, sometimes we are in different points in our life or different stages in our lives where we attain something or get knowledge from, say, the places that we've worked, the people that we come in contact with, our relationships, just so when the time's right, you can perform like magic. And Ange makes, that's my daughter Ange, she makes our business, to me, 
more sexy. Right. If you will. She makes it pop. She really does. Yeah. Because again, that's where I wanted to go with this. Actually. Construction. I mean. Right. Your construction, your flooring. It's like, how do you tell that in a way that brings right. it to life? Yeah. And that's my question, really, Kristen, for you is when you meet different folks in your life, it could be family members that you haven't seen in a while. It could be friends that you haven't seen in a while. How do you describe what you do? Well, what I like to tell people we do is we help our customers realize their dreams when it comes to a beautiful space. I tend to think all of our guys are creatives. You know, when they put that floor down and we walk out and it's all installed, it's gorgeous. It really is. You know, we do work at some of the malls and King of Prussia Mall. We do work at some of the luxury stores. And sometimes you can go in those stores and they are beautiful. I mean, it's just a work of art. And so what I tell people is we give service to our customers you know, that I don't think anybody else can do. I'm just biased, but... Yeah, no, I I can definitely see that. And you're talking about some of your clients and customers, and I want to drill down a little bit on that, and I totally agree with you. A flooring project is something that you step back on at the, probably at the end, but also halfway through, and you look at it, and you're like, wow, this is really special. Mm -hmm. And it does. It sets the stage for the rest of the space. It really does. Yeah. You know, it also is a curse, because when you go to, say, vacation on, you know, hotels or something, you're always critiquing the floor, critiquing the floors and elevators. So it's a gift and it's a curse at the same time. Yeah. You got to train yourself to let it go for this particular trip, right? Yeah. But tell us about some of the projects that Smith Flooring has worked on that really pop for you and James and Ange as those special initiatives that you say, wow, we're so proud of that. Sure. So we work for some of the major GCs in the city. And so we're very lucky in that we have a relationship that started way back in 2006. Some of them were so gracious to give us a start in the business where we didn't have any experience back then. And so we do projects for our customers that include the Divine Lorraine. We just finished up the Met for one of our customers, Domus, which was fantastic. I got yeah. to see Bob Dylan last night. Nice. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. Came out really nice. We do work at the Christiana Mall. They're not local people, but there are people from around the country that do work at the malls. Mm -hmm. And so they are some of our customers as well. And it's been a great experience. Right. We work at the King of Prussia Mall. We work in North Jersey. We work in South Jersey, near the shore. So Yeah, and I'm glad you're mentioning some of the geography of greater Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. And it's great to hear that you're successful in the community that you call home. Yes. Has your team had a chance to go beyond southeastern Pennsylvania and southern New Jersey and northern Delaware? We don't like to get out that far. We're still relatively small. Yeah. And we can control our quality. Yeah. As long as we are in those spaces. And plus, we are part of the carpenters. And so we have to go, you know, and stay within our geographical gotcha. area. Yeah. So. Gotcha. That makes yeah. sense. And you also, you impress me as the type of professionals who want to be on the site. Oh, yeah. Y- you want to make sure that this installation is going just the way you want it to go because it's a yeah. reflection not only on you professionally, but you guys personally as well. Your company is your name. It is your name. And, you know, there's a financial penalty for it, too. That's right. But really, for us, it's actually the quality. You know, getting a job on budget, on time, our reputation really depends on that. And that's what we hope that our customers hold on to every time they get that next big job. And I'm glad you mentioned that because I know that the driving kind of messages that your team lives by is completing the work on time and on budget, but also doing it at that highest level of professional quality to ensure that when your client comes in, they're like, wow, now now I know why I called Smith Flooring. We like to think that what we're creating is what our customers 
you know, had the vision for. And sometimes, you know, you'll have people who are really creative and they know in their minds what they want. And to deliver on that is so, so satisfying. That's what we strive for. And folks, we're speaking with Kristen Smith, who's uh, president of Smith Flooring, and Angelique Hunter, who leads the marketing and communications work for Smith. It's a family-owned business, and Angelique is the second generation working with mom and dad to ensure that the professional implementation of flooring coming out of the Smith operation is meeting all the standards. Yeah, and staying relevant and young and fresh. Yeah. I know you guys are also a woman-owned business and a minority-owned business. And Angelique, I really wanted to turn to you to ask a question about how you are inspiring other young people, whether they're male, female, regardless of ethnicity, to get involved in, in really the professional trades like a flooring organization. Yeah. So when I first started, I basically focused a lot on our rebrand. And once that was finished, I had all these ideas about how to get people excited about construction as I was, because people didn't believe me. Like, you're in construction, you're a fashion girl, like, no way. And I just made it my passion and honestly, like, my mission to get younger people involved in this industry. So I started a workshop called Smith Shop, and we did three workshops last year. And basically, these workshops are to engage with young people and communities that basically they're not accessible to tools and they don't know business owners in the construction industry. Yep. And we do a hands-on workshop that teaches them how to put together like small crafts and using power tools. What a great idea. I love yeah. that because you're reaching people to your point who normally wouldn't be exposed to any of this stuff. Yeah. And here you've invited them to get involved and not just watch, but to actually do some hands-on training. Are these sessions held in West Philadelphia and Delaware County? Do you do it all over? So we did two in Chester, mm-hmm. one at our warehouse, another at a makerspace. Thank you, Chester Made. And then we did a workshop with Youth Build of Philadelphia yeah. on Broad Street. We actually talked to just the females first because they just thought like our story was really, really inspiring, which sure. it really is. And being my mom, have being like a teen mom, and these girls, some of them were pregnant or are pregnant and they are still interested in pursuing their careers in construction. So we started with that, and then we did a little bit more of like being a professional construction Mm -hmm. worker. Right. And learning how to do like feedback activities. I really love this story, and I love the inspiration that you had to bring it to life and provide not only hope, especially for young people who may be in transition. Maybe they're in a point in their life that they weren't expecting to be, and here you've given them a pathway, and you've given them a little bit of hope to think about what's next beyond this particular point in their life, and they may be developing a skill or an interest or a passion that they didn't even know they had in them until they were exposed to, you call it Smith? Shop. Smith Shop. I love that yeah, that is really workshop. cool yeah. <laughs> yeah good for you for seeing that and bringing it to life thank you because i do have to say as you were sharing your experiences with me there's a parallel here it may be indirect but there's certainly a parallel between what you're doing today at smith flooring and kind of the design aspect you had previously in your training in that fashion world yeah well i think that it's given me a little edge definitely because I just see the construction industry just as like a really fun place to work. Mm-hmm. It just sounds so funny like for me to say it out loud, but right. it really is fun. Right. It also is the real story of my family. Right. So it's authentic when I talk about it. 
really every big GC or every big finished company or big construction company was a mom and pop shop. Right. Started out, you know, dad was in the industry, son took it over. It's just ours is a little different. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And even extra special. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kristen, I want to turn to you with a similar question. What kind of advice, what kind of guidance do you share with young people who are thinking about getting involved, not only in a construction-oriented world, but just in general, becoming an entrepreneur? Sure. I would always say follow your dreams. As Ange mentioned, I was a teenage mom. I, I started really early, and you know, had it not been for my mom, who's an example of a persistent like lady who doesn't think I'm stubborn. Right. <laughs> so she was the model that I followed and she just did whatever she wanted to and no amount of obstacles was going to get in her way. And so I think young people should do that. I also had help along the way. We as a company have always had help. You know, we've been helped early on our early days from PIDC who helped us with our funding and I was one of the first graduates in the cohort of the Goldman Sachs 10,000 small businesses and so that was a help for us as well. Right now we're at the Enterprise Center and so Della and all of her staff there who Mm -hmm. always help us with business advice and connecting us to the community and connecting us also to those entities that you know, could become potential customers. Those are all the things that you have to be ready for. And as a young person, embrace help. Mm -hmm. Know when you need to go out and, you know, teach yourself something or take some advice that someone older or younger is giving you and really trying to reflect on it and make yourself always be a learner of improvement. It's so true what you're sharing with us. It's one of those misnomers that just because the company is called Smith Flooring, it doesn't mean it's just you and Jim and Ange and and your team. It really is a group of people who are behind you and helping you along the way. And that's true for every company. That's right. But we often don't think about it in those terms. Mm -hmm. To your point a moment ago, you have great resources in organizations like PIDC and the Enterprise Center and 10,000 small businesses with Goldman Sachs and others who are there to help you along the way to really not only achieve a level of success, but to really accomplish your vision. They were our advocates when times get tough, to be very honest. As an entrepreneur, you never think about quitting. But there are some times when it's really tough and stressful. And so to be able to lean on those agencies and entities means a lot to us. It's the thing that helped us. And so for young people or anyone who's thinking about going out there and starting a business, do it. Just do it. We didn't know how we were going to do it until those people and places came into our little sphere of Mm -hmm. uh, existence and showed us little by little what we needed to know. How do we navigate this space? That's how you do it. And you call somebody to get a gut reaction, Mm -hmm. and what do I do here, what do I do there? So you had mentioned the Carpenters, Mm -hmm. and that your team is part of the Carpenters, and I know you're part of other associations as well, and I was hoping you could talk with us a little bit more about the role that those kinds of associations, like a GBCA, for example, play in helping your team really navigate that space as well. So I think we've been members of GBCA now for about, two years or so, two Mm -hmm. or three years. And so they help us as well. They hold classes that, you know, our team can go to and learn anything from BIM to, you know, how to supervise and safety. Those are all the things that we really rely upon because, you know, some days you're 
just doing your work, your head's down, and here comes an email. Don't forget, you need to know this. And so that's valuable for us. But also, we have union-trained people who work for us out in the field. Mm -hmm. And because we're a union-affiliated shop, they're all trained by the union. They all have safety, OSHA, you name it. They know how to navigate a construction site like nobody's business right and so we rely on the union to teach our guys because it's almost as if there's two workforce in place the office and we have the support of all those agencies there but we also have out in the field the union laborers and then they're taught by the union and again it's a good marriage absolutely there's a protocol that's expected to be followed and you have to get that training yeah you do totally so without getting into the finances share with us the shop how big is the shop how big is the team at smith flooring we are a five person team at the office and i think out in the field we may have now we're still busy so we may have about 15 to 16 guys out in the field. Nice. You can kind of flex as needed. We can. To be very honest, there's such a scarcity of skilled talent out there, like super skilled Mm -hmm. and dedicated talent, but we seem to always get the really good guys. So, you know, hats off to whoever is reaching out to us. So I want to drill down a little bit on that access to talent. How is your team thinking about and maybe even addressing training the next generation of skilled labor to be part of the Smith operation when it comes to implementation? Yeah, that's a toughie. We're just getting into the discussion of sort of like a succession plan and how we make our transition out and still have the company going if we go that way. Mm-hmm. And it, it includes having that talent out in the field that are artisan, craftsmen, and the ability to to still have our mission in mind and also the staff in the office hopefully headed by one of our children Mm -hmm. to be (laughs) yeah not to be named at this point but hopefully that we'll still have that passion for you know delivering for our customers but the way to do it is just always seek out talented people form relationships because you never know who may have a person in mind oh i know such and such They're looking for, say, you know, an estimator or Mm -hmm. a receptionist or driver. And so once you know people around the city and in this region, the more we can get out to talk to people and tell them what what we are and what we do and who we are, I think that will bring talent to us. Yeah, absolutely. And that workforce development is so important, not just for your company, but for the industry in general. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to shift gears slightly. And folks, we're talking with Kristen Smith, who is part of the leadership team at Smith Flooring, and Angelique Hunter, who leads the marketing and communications uh, operations for Smith as well. And Kristen, I know you are a proud resident of Delaware County, Pennsylvania, about 20 miles south of Philadelphia. And Angelique, I know you call Philadelphia home. Are you in Center City? I'm in Brewerytown. Nice. A great, great neighborhood. I love that neighborhood. And the reason I wanted to ask this is, and this probably goes back a little bit, Angelique, to what we were talking about previously, that cool factor when it comes to the construction space. So can you take friends into the Divine Lorraine, this really gem on North Broad Street or the Met and say, this is what we do? Yeah, I mean, the Met seriously almost brought a tear to my eye. Yeah. I did a walkthrough with our female installer, Heather. And from the outside, and I lived around the corner from that building for two years, and it just looked like abandoned space. Yeah. As soon as I walked in that building, literally, I was like, Wow. The wow. pride that you super must have felt. Super proud moment. Yeah. Super proud moment. And yeah, I tell my friends like, hey, we did the Divine Lorraine. And 
the Barnes Foundation and like these places where, you know, some of our friends live or go to. And yeah, it's definitely a proud moment for me, for my family, but also for the city. You start to see these neighborhoods change and it's been beautiful to see. I almost sense a tour within Smith Shop of going to different sites that your team has had a hand in resurrecting. Yeah, great idea. Yeah, Thanks, that'd be man. pretty cool. You're yeah, welcome. Job side tours. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. So what do you love about Greater Philadelphia, Angelique? And what do you think sets our community apart, especially when it comes to owning and operating a family business like Smith? Honestly, I love the entrepreneur just passion in Philly. I worked with a small group of creatives and we basically promoted entrepreneurship in the creative space. So when I got into construction and I just like ran with that, I started just promoting anyone in the makerspace, people that build. I think that Philly is thriving right now. Obviously there's a million cranes in the sky, a ton of work residentially, a ton of work commercially with a lot of historical buildings. And I think it's a great place to be. I want to stay in Philly for a long time. If not forever. Yeah, probably forever. (laughs) (laughs) And Kristen, I'll ask you the same question. Mm -hmm. What makes Greater Philadelphia so special? I know you're native to Newark, New Jersey, which is a great community as well. And really, you know, I would call that part of the Greater Philadelphia region, frankly. It's a little bit further north, but, you know, it's part of the neighborhood. It's in there. Yeah. What is it for you that really causes you to say, wow, this is a special place, not only to live, but to operate a business? You know, I didn't always live in Delco, but I can say... From the very start, I used to walk through Rittenhouse Square to go to school every day. Mm -hmm. And just that smell of coffee, like just that hustle and bustle that you feel in the city, it's almost like a heartbeat. And so I don't think it's that way anywhere else. And maybe because I'm biased, because Philly's home. Right. It just feels good when you're walking down the streets or you're doing business, say, in King of Prussia, or you just feel it. It just feels like it's home. Right. And that welcoming feeling uh, that we have, not only for each other, but for folks who are visiting. I hear that all the time from people, that they really feel comfortable here. Yeah. And, you know, we have a lot of -of out-of-state customers of ours who we do projects for. Mm -hmm. And so we try to make them feel like when you're here, don't worry about the job site. We'll get it done the way you want it on time. You know, don't worry. We'll handle it. And I don't know that, you know, in other cities, People really strive to do that. Like, we want you to know you may not be headquartered here, but we can do the job for you. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get it done. We're your trusted partner. We yeah. are. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Yeah. So, Kristen, I know one of the things that really is an important part of establishing and growing a business, especially for two relatively new entrepreneurs, some who have experience in the business, but running a business is a whole new space. Are there those folks in the industry that really stand out for you who were kind of there to help guide you along? Sure. For us, early on, there was Perryman Construction, Angelo Perryman. He gave us our very first project, which we just couldn't believe. We had no experience, really, but on a big project, he gave us our very first start, and he mentored us before then. I think he mentored us. He probably doesn't even remember this. He mentored us maybe a year or two before that, and then we just parted ways, and then we bid a job that he had out there, and he gave us our very first job, so... Yeah, we have to give credit to him, but also to Bittenbender Construction, because those first few years, we were struggling with an economic downturn, and we were too dumb to know that the economy was bad. But it was people like Perryman Construction and Bittenbender who gave us 
those projects when nobody else would. So because we didn't have a whole lot of experience and they gave us small projects at first. But you know what? It just goes to show that when you develop a relationship with someone and they can trust you and you do what you say you're going to do, we're still working with both of those firms now. It's all about relationships. It's all about relationships. It really is. And and for Angelo and for Emily and her team at Bitten Bender to be able to say, one, let's engage these folks. Right. I don't know if they said, let's give them a break, but let's say they know what they're doing. They're experienced. Yeah. I know Jim. I know Kristen. They'll be able to deliver. And you know what? I think it, it also gives credit to them, too, because there are two people who have extreme integrity. Mm-hmm. They're both extremely authentic, say what they mean and mean what they say. And so I think it's those sorts of things that we've learned to do, too, that makes you successful. Follow those people who are successful. And both of those people are in their companies as well. Their teams are great. I'll add one other characteristic that stands out for me when I think about an Angelo Perryman or an Emily Bittenbender, and that is empathy. They've been in your shoes. They know what it feels like. Right. I mean, they're so down to earth, both of them. It just boggles the mind that, you know, one day when I grow up, I want to be like them. (laughs) Right. And in that spirit, Kristen, I want to ask, what do you want people to know about Smith Flooring? That we're authentic. We're genuine. We're the real deal. We care about what we do. We care about our community. We care about the greater Philadelphia and what it looks like, not only to our own small family, but for people who visit. Like, we're going to have a family reunion here next year, and I want my family from other parts of the country to know that when you come here, it's a great place to visit. It's a great place to be. Not only is it historic, but it's fun. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And I think also just, like, that heartbeat thing, like, I think, like, we're in a place where we can thrive because Philly is so open-armed with every type of walk of life so Mm -hmm. it's like you feel it in the city you can be from a little small town boothway in pa and you know have a piece of the divine lorraine and like the met and all these great places i think that philly's just a very diverse city and people embrace it here so i think like we're here at a good time I really couldn't agree more. We are here not only at a great time, but there is something special about Greater Philadelphia. Frankly, I think there always has been, but it's really Mm -hmm. popping now. And it has been for the last 20, 25 years Mm -hmm. or so. It's starting to really take shape and come to life in a way that you can feel it. It's like palatable. Right. Can't ignore us anymore. (laughs) Absolutely. And I hope, Kristen, that when your family and friends are here for a visit in the very near future, that you're dancing on one of Smith's floors. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Angelique, I'll ask you the same question. What do you want people to know about Smith Flooring? I guess also our authenticness. I really want people to know that Smith cares so much about the community that it works in. I wish, honestly, like, I wish my stepfather was here. Like, he's golden because he's set the tone for, like, always being the person that someone can count on and always being the person that gives to the next generation. I would like to do the same. Like, I would love to invite anyone who just has, like, that dream of, like, oh, I thought about doing that one day. I'd love to, like, speak somewhere and someone's like, oh, wow, like, that story was so inspiring. One of the things I've taken away from this conversation is that Smith Flooring, for me, really epitomizes what's possible. Right. And it's not just when it comes to establishing a beautiful, welcoming flooring environment. Right as basic as that sounds based on the industry you're involved in, right? But it also epitomizes what's possible when it comes to starting, running, and growing a really successful business. And you both should be really proud of what you've accomplished with Jim in establishing and growing Smith Mooring. We are. Thank you. Thanks. And it's my thanks to you 
Kristen Smith and Angelique Hunter from Smith Flooring for sharing your story right here on Growing Greater Philadelphia. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Growing Greater Philadelphia is supported in part by many of our investors and partners, including Liberty Property Trust. They're a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia. Liberty Property Trust has been creating environments that have been helping businesses realize their full potential for nearly 50 years. To learn more about the Philadelphia Navy Yard and other Liberty Properties, visit libertyproperty.com. And by Drexel University. Drexel was founded in 1891. They're one of the region's top 10 private employers with three campuses in Philadelphia. Learn more about Drexel University at drexel.edu. Check out all of our podcasts on radio.com and tune in Friday mornings, 5 a.m. on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Growing Greater Philadelphia. Every Sunday, Face the Nation brings you in-depth interviews with the biggest names in Washington. Kellyanne Conway, Nancy Pelosi, Lindsey Graham, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You'll never miss an episode with the weekly podcast from CBS News Radio. Tune in to hear moderator Margaret Brennan and the country's top policymakers discuss today's toughest issues. What is going on? Is this political conspiracy or is this just incompetence? The Face the Nation podcast. Download and subscribe at the newradio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts.